Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here we are, rolling along on this, oh, is it Thursday? I don't know. This post-Jim Beheim day, is that a day of the week? We might need to add an eighth day of the week for a first day where uh, Jim Beheim is uh, no longer uh, the head basketball coach uh, for Syracuse. Since uh, the spring of 1976, it's been a, uh, it's been a minute, 47 years. Is uh, It's a long time. It's a long time. We bring on another one of Jim's uh, former players, uh, right now, it, it's certainly been a long time as we bring on uh, Atan Thomas here. Uh, Atan, uh, welcome in. Well, what hits you? What hits you on a day like this? Uh, a day that's been a long time coming, but it, it's still strange to, to say out loud at this point. Oh, it definitely is. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. A lot of people talking about what might happen. Then you had the, um, the press conference, and it was a little bit unclear where everything was, you know what I mean? What did, what did, um, what did my say? Clear as mud? That's pretty <laughs> much, that was a good, that was an accurate description. And then later on, the news came down. So it definitely was shocking uh, for everybody. But, hey, it's, it's the end of an era. Um, I definitely think, as I, as I tweeted, um, that they should, the NCAA needs to give him his wins back. I, I, I don't think that should even be a question. Um, but, yeah, I think it was a great hire in Red Autry. You know, he was a player's coach. He relates to the players. Of course, everybody's going to, wait to see how he does moving into the head seat. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that the, the program is going to be fine, you know, but, you know, I, I think that Beheim deserves all his flowers um, for, the, for these next, you know, period of time uh, for the career that he has. Uh, 47 years is a, a really long time, so he definitely deserves his flowers. Yeah, a ton. Like, obviously, yesterday was awkward. I don't think any would have hoped it would have quite gone down like things went down uh, yesterday, but Maybe, like, you've known Jim for a long time. Was it always going to be a little awkward at the end? Like, it doesn't feel like Jim's a guy to go out quietly, right, without a little fight left in him. Well, he's kind of said over and over again he has no plans to retire. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I, it was he, he kind of made that clear. You know, he's someone who wanted to keep coaching. Um, I remember I, I interviewed him once, I think it was maybe two or three years ago, and I asked him if his plan was to coach, to, to retire, um, after his sons left. And what he said to me, he was like, I don't know why people keep asking me that. <laughs> He's like, I'm not here to coach my sons. I'm here to coach the team. Um, and that's just his passion. Like, that's what he, I mean, if you do something for almost 50 years, you know what I mean? That is, is, um, it's understandable for it to be difficult to step away. Um, but yeah, you know, no, nobody really thought that the way that it did transpire, that that's the way that it would have transpired. But, you know, that, that was that was up to uh, Syracuse. And a ton, you know, we, we had Chris Joseph on earlier. We had Gene Waldron on earlier. So we're, we're kind of hitting different eras uh, of Syracuse hoops. Obviously, you played uh, between uh, when those two would have played. So you, you've been out of it now for 23 years. What has your relationship been like? Take me to, you know, like freshman a ton, when you're coming in to senior a ton, when you're the scorer, to now, you know, when you're 20 years out, you're dealing with Jim. What, what's been like that transition like for your relationship with Coach Bayheim over the years? Well, it's, it's different for everybody. And as you've seen, you know, you talk to different people, different people have different experiences. Um, I didn't come in like Derek Holman and Lawrence Moten where I was starting as a freshman. You know what I mean? That's that. Or, or just a So everybody knows that when you're not starting off in that circle, 
it's a little bit of a different experience, you know, <laughs> in, in, in the beginning. And so, you know, it, it grew into, you know, um, a lot of hard work, a lot of, you know, understanding I had a great relationship with Coach Orr, um, learned a lot from Bernie Fine. He was a big man coach. And it was just a grind, you know, over the years. Um, but one thing about the Coach Beheim that he always did was he treated you like a professional. And it was like, okay, I'm going to tell you what you need to do, and either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> up to you. And, and that was something where, you know, some guys could handle that, some guys couldn't um, throughout the years. But he really taught you how it was going to be because that's how it is in the NBA. You know, they tell you what you're going to do, and they're not going to hold your hand. Either you're going to do it or you're not. And if you don't, then they'll get somebody else <laughs> put in that spot. So, you know, he, he really treated it like a business. But, yeah, I mean, 47 years, that's, that's a lot of different experiences. Yeah, uh, for those that don't remember back in the day, like a ton's freshman year, that's what Otis Hill's senior year. So, you know, there, there was a guy that had been here a minute in your in your spot and had to work your way in. And then, you know, the idea mm-hmm. of treating you like a pro, like by, a se- by your senior year, like you guys are, you know, having a great season and like you, you're leading the way, you and Jason Hart and Ryan Blackwell. How, how different is the experience then when he, he's coaching you and you're the, you know, you're the big guys on the team and you're making it happen? Oh, it's completely different, and he allow he allows the you know the upperclassmen to lead in the way that they that you know that they lead. And we had a great group, um, and the three that you just named, and it was it was great. And then we had, he had he always has had really really great assistants. And when I talk about that, you know, as far as the connection that they have with the players, both on and off the floor, uh, the working out at different hours. See, this is before we didn't have the Mellow Center back then. Right. You know what I mean? But now they have the Mellow Center. They can go in there at 1 o'clock in the morning if they want to, no problem. But we would have to, like, we would go to different gyms, you know, you know, turn off the lights, the lights would be out, we'd get a workout, you know, talk. I was talking to Coach Oro a lot. You know, he had really good assistants who really were able to, you know, bring the best out of players and also, you know, you know push them through difficult times. Um, because you had difficult times when you, when you weren't in that, that inner circle. You mentioned how, you know, Otis Hill, and I got a year to learn from a great center, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, but, but being on the outside in, it, like I said, it's, it's a little bit of a process. But, um, yeah, no, it was a great, absolutely great experience, and um, I wish them the best, you know, but I'm really excited to see what happens with Syracuse moving forward in the new era. Uh, with Red Audrey and what he brings to the table. And I've heard so many positive things about him. Um, so it's going to, I mean, you know, right now it's like a what's going to happen to Syracuse type of a thing that I see on, on online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to reassure everybody listening, I, I you know, you don't have to panic. I think it's going to be fine. You know, Red Audrey has a great relationship with players. He's recruited so many. So he's responsible for so many different people even being at Syracuse. You got to just look at the list and you'll see. I mean, you know, I know a lot is still left to be seen, but you don't have to hit the panic button right now. Yeah. Hey, so. Atan, this is Sports Talk Radio. This is this is our business. We, we panic. This is what we do. I it's, hear you. Yeah. I get it. This is what we got. I get it. But what, what, do you, what, do you, what is the main challenge here for Red? Because, you know, it's one thing to take over a program. It's another thing to take over a program like Syracuse and then – Add in taking over for a Hall of Famer like Jim Beheim. What what is the challenge for Red here uh, going forward? Where you know, it, it, in some way, you got to be you, right? But on the other hand, you you have to keep some of what made the program special. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I think that one of, that's it's, it's difficult, you know, initially because you're following an icon, 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you know, coach when coach uh, K stepped down, or you know what I mean? Whoever, like uh, Bobby Knight, or you're following, you know what I mean? John Wooden, some iconic coach, and then you're coming into that that space, and you have to carve out your own niche, and that's what happens. I remember when Jim Calhoun stepped down. And um, I believe that was right when Kevin Holly came right after that. And he had to make it his own. You know what I mean? He had to create a new identity. And he had to definitely, you know, give respect to Coach Calhoun and everything like that um, repeatedly. But he had to make it his own. And that's kind of what, you know, Coach, Coach Archie has to do and be able to get the tools, have all the tools to be able to make it his own. And he's a great recruiter. You know what I mean? Him and Jerry McNamara and Alan Griffin, they do a great job with recruiting. Um, and you're going to see it's a little bit different now because things are a little bit more settled. There was so much that was left up in the air. It was such a big question mark. So a lot of the, I'm sure, a lot of the, um, the hesitation with different recruits was, okay, well, who's going to be the coach? Yeah. You know what I mean? In a year or two, nobody knew. Everybody was a big question mark. So, of course, that would make a lot of people kind of nervous about, you know, committing to a program where you don't know the direction that it's going. So now that you know the direction, um, I think that will just improve on some of the recruiting. But I let me just say, I like all the young guys that we have. I like the freshman class. You know what I mean? I was happy to see Benny start playing well towards the end, especially that last game. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that fifth COVID year for, you know what I mean, some of the guys. But I like the, the young class and the young talent that we have so you know it, it i know sometimes this season things didn't look that great but you know you, we have guys that are capable you know so it's just a matter of putting it all together and um you know starting starting a new era yeah and i mentioned that uh, a ton thomas with us that's uh, some of went more than none of what went into the timing of all this like the transfer portal opens on monday so you want those guys back next year you got to make sure you're uh, the the chairs are arranged on the deck in the proper way to, to get everybody uh, back for next year. And, you know, Atan, this has nothing to do with the gym, I guess, a little bit or anything now, but you've mentioned his name a couple of times. We, we haven't had you on since, uh, sadly, uh, Lewis Orr passed. Uh, what what are your memories of Lewis? You know, you mentioned him obviously affecting your time at Syracuse so much. What, what do you take away uh, from uh, your life of knowing Lewis Orr? Oh, my God. You know, Coach Orr, that was like, that was my guy. I mean, uh, we would just talk, we would just work out, we would have, you know, he, he provided guidance, you know, nurturing, discipline, everything, I could just go down the list. And, you know, he pushed me um, at times when I was frustrated. Uh, you know, you had the freshman blues, yeah. you know, you're away from home, it's cold, you know, because Mayhem's yelling at you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you just had the freshman blues. And he just pushed me to keep, to keep working, to keep the right mindset, staying hungry, not getting frustrated. And we just talk sometimes. Like sometimes we would just go someplace and we would we would sit on the court and we would just talk. And that that kind of thing, you know, it's so important um, for because remember, you know, you're talking about a 17, 18, 19 year old kid. You know what I mean? So you're 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 you're, you're still learning, figuring out how to you know push through adversity, all those different things. And Coach Jordan did a, a great job with you know with me personally. Was really just you know everything in all aspects. So yeah, no, that was that was a really difficult 
um, you know, when he passed, you know, that was that was a tough one for me. All right, I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts there on a, a ton since we hadn't talked, and you know, he was such an important guy in the history uh, of Syracuse basketball. On a day like this, you, your thoughts can go everywhere. I know all of these guys that were uh, for 47 years played for, for the same guy, but uh, great to chat with you uh, a ton, and I'm sure we'll be uh, talking again before too long, okay? Thanks a lot. All right, thanks for having me on. That is uh, Atan Thomas. I'm saying, Atan, next, next guy to get his jersey retired? Should we start a rumor? I have no influence in this whatsoever, but we were talking about that the other day. I think he's got to be shortlist. Like, if you're thinking the next guy, him, Stevie, who, who's next? Who's next? Put him on the list. Put him on the list. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there we are. Good to hear from uh, Atan uh, Thomas. Yeah, it's easy to remember, or easy to forget, I guess, that Atan did not actually start as a freshman, you think of the great career he had and uh, all the shots he blocked with that left hand of his. Has anyone heard? This, did this ever come up in a, a television broadcast of Syracuse basketball that right-handed Aton Thomas blocked shots with his left hand? Did that Did that ever come up? Aton and the guys Big Monday beating UConn staying undefeated in the Dome in 2000. That's that's one of them good Syracuse uh, Jim Beheim. Memories. That's one of the good ones. Great to hear from Aton. With that, we'll take our uh, final break in this hour. Brought to you by William Matar. Hurt in a car called William Matar at 444-4444. We're back uh, with What's on Tap. Final wrap. Final thoughts of the day. Many more thoughts to come tomorrow, but we'll uh, put the wraps on uh, this one. We come back after this. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.